What is going on, friends? Thank you for joining us for the New Vision Podcast. We here at New Vision believe that the gospel transforms lives. So we're going to take an opportunity to open up God's word and see what he has to say so that we can take the best next step to become more like Jesus. Thank you, Nick, and all those who are involved in bringing the podcast to life. I'm Bob Landum. I serve as missions pastor here at New Vision, serving with you in our local, national, and international mission efforts. We're using this week of Thanksgiving to consider and reconsider all the gifts God has given us for which we can be, should be thankful. I'm thankful for the opportunity to share a psalm of praise to the God of creation with you today. This is Psalm 104. I grew up outside. My wife, Cindy, and I have spent a lot of time outside in our 42 years together. When I read this psalm, I'm transported to places and experiences that are very real to me. And Whether you're an outdoorsy kind of person or not, this psalm reminds us of the power and continuous sustaining presence of the Father in His creation— As I read, listen and imagine that you are on the summit of a mountain that overlooks the sea in one direction. There's a vast wilderness behind you. A town is coming to life on the coast north of where you're standing now, and a small fishing village is to the south. The sky is clear. There's a breeze, of course, and at least for this moment, for these 34 verses, you are alone with the Lord. As I read, this is from the New American Standard Version, Psalm 104. Bless the Lord, O my soul. O Lord my God, you are very great. You are clothed with splendor and majesty, covering yourself with light as with a cloak, stretching out heaven like a curtain. He lays the beams of his upper chambers in the waters. He makes the clouds his chariot. He walks upon the wings of the wind. He makes the winds his messengers, flaming fire his ministers. He established the earth upon its foundations so that it will not totter forever and ever. You covered it with the deep as with a garment. The waters were standing above the mountains. At your rebuke they fled. At the sound of your thunder they hurried away. The mountains rose. The valleys sank down to the place which you established for them. You set a boundary that they may not pass over so that they will not return to cover the earth. He sends forth springs in the valleys. They flow between the mountains. They give drink to every beast of the field. The wild donkeys quench their thirst. Beside them, the birds of the heavens dwell. They lift up their voices among the branches. He waters the mountains from his upper chambers. The earth is satisfied with the fruit of his works. He causes the grass to grow for the cattle and vegetation for the labor of man so that he may bring forth food from the earth and wine which makes man's heart glad so that he may make his face glisten with oil and food which sustains man's heart. The trees of the Lord drink their fill, the cedars of Lebanon which he planted, where the birds build their nests and the stork whose home is in the fir trees. The high mountains are for the wild goats. The cliffs are a refuge 
for the Shephanim. He made the moon for the seasons. The sun knows the place of its setting. You appoint darkness, and it becomes night, in which all the beasts of the forest prowl about. The young lions roar after their prey and seek their food from God. When the sun rises, they withdraw and lie down in their dens. Man goes forth to his work and to his labor until evening. O Lord, how many are your works! In wisdom you have made them all. The earth is full of your possessions. There is the sea, great and broad, in which are swarms without number, animals both small and great. And there the ships move along, and Leviathan, which you have formed to sport in it. They all wait for you to give them their food in due season. You give to them, they gather it up. You open your hand, they are satisfied with good. You hide your face, they are dismayed. You take away their spirit, they expire and return to their dust. You send forth your spirit, they are created, and you renew the face of the ground. Let the glory of the Lord endure forever. Let the Lord be glad in his works. He looks at the earth and it trembles. He touches the mountains and they smoke. I will sing to the Lord as long as I live. I will sing praise to my God while I have my being. Let my meditation be pleasing to him. As for me, I shall be glad in the Lord. Let sinners be consumed from the earth and let the wicked be no more. Bless the Lord, O my soul. Praise the Lord. Well, could you see it from your imagined mountaintop? Every corner of creation, every sunrise and sunset, the stars in their courses, every creature on its path. There's so much to take away to celebrate in this psalm and others like it. We'll look at just three key points today. Maybe come back for more later. First, God, our God, established the foundations of the earth itself. He spoke it all into existence, from the deepest canyons on the ocean floor to the core and summits of every mountain range. He spoke them into being, the very foundations of the earth. And from there, he added all that was needed and best that life could flourish, from the fiercest creatures on land and sea to the fussy mother bird tending her helpless babies in the nest. None of us know how, but I know he knit it together with purpose and order, balance and beauty, needless beauty, tucked into faraway places that no one will ever see. And every new day, every night fall, is a reminder of his intentional, unspeakably complex and brilliant design. Jesus said, think about the lilies of the field. They don't have to do anything to be lilies. But I tell you the truth, not even Solomon in all his accomplishments can compare with one of these. And that is literally true. King Solomon planned and executed some amazing things, but it was God who gave him the mind and the eyes to accomplish them. And, and his most amazing accomplishments don't compare with what happens in the life cycle of just one lily growing wild on a hillside. Check that out with your kids or grandkids this week. Go online and just try to figure out the life cycle of a lily. I mean, it'll take your breath away. 
And there's billions and billions of examples, just like the lilies of the field. Nothing, not one amazing thing that we can accomplish compares to the passing thoughts, to the musings of our Creator God. Another truth from this psalm is that the God of creation is present here now. He didn't just set things in order. He didn't just create the playlist, press play, and leave. That's a false teaching called deism that denies the active engagement of God. Check this out. This psalm always returns to present tense. The psalmist includes the past and present, what God has done and what he is doing. And the emphasis is that our God is presently involved in the dailiness of his creation. He is one we can talk about in his majesty, but he is also one we can talk to as a loving father because he is present in this world and our life. Hebrews 12 teaches us the Lord is not only the author of our faith, he is the perfecter and finisher of it. He journeys with us toward a more perfect understanding and practice of our faith. The psalm reminds us of the majesty of our Creator God and what He has done. It also calls us to praise Him, offer thanksgiving to Him that He is the ever-present God, closer than our own breath, the very breath He gives to, uh, to use and enjoy the life He gives. And by the way, when you finish gawking at the life cycle of a lily, check out what it takes to take one breath, the respiratory system, oh my soul, Our creator, God, he is absolutely amazing. And finally, (laughs) he is the creator, God, who made a way for those far from God, far from his paths of righteousness, to return to him in peace and restoration. The majesty of his creation is a testimony of his power to pay the price for our sin. Creation is not the object of our worship. As amazing as it is, creation is the ongoing, continuous reminder of the recreation of a right relationship we can enjoy through Christ. I want to emphasize that again for my outdoorsy friends and anyone who may have missed it. Creation is not the object of our worship. As amazing as it is, creation is the ongoing, continuous reminder of the recreation of that right relationship we can enjoy with the Father through Christ. The God of creation spoke the indescribable complexity of life into an empty universe and sustains it daily through eternity's past. The Spirit and Scripture revealed that same God brought life to the dead body of Jesus and in so doing revealed His unique capacity to cover our sin debt. If God can move mountains, He can move one round stone from the exit door of a tomb on the outskirts of Jerusalem. The psalmist proclaimed it so long ago, Bless the Lord, O my soul, Praise the Lord. Let's remember it and live it this week, this week of Thanksgiving. And thanks for listening today. If you're traveling this week, remember you can listen in tomorrow and all week from home or wherever your holiday travels take you. And if you are traveling, please travel safely. 
and have a blessed and restful Thanksgiving. Thank you for joining us today for the New Vision Podcast. We hope that you have heard a word from the Lord and that you can better walk today in light of God's word. To find out more information about New Vision, we would love for you to follow us on Instagram at New Vision Life or look us up online at newvisionlife.com. And as always, we look forward to seeing you tomorrow.